watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime to the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Shining a new light on the role of DAs. By Maureen Costello. Rashan Hall is on a mission. A former prosecutor with the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office and now the director of the Racial Justice Program of the American Civil Liberties Union of Massachusetts, Hall is in the middle of an 11-month campaign to inform every Massachusetts voter present and future about the role of district attorneys. We need to focus on one of the most powerful people in the system, Hall said to a group of 70 plus people who gathered at Lexington's Temple Isaiah on July the 12th to hear his organization's pitch. What a difference a DA makes. District attorneys, Hall said, hold the second most powerful position in the state's criminal justice system. They serve as both judge and jury for more than nine out of every 10 criminal cases, closing 90% with plea bargains. DAs, not judges, decide if an individual is charged with a crime. They're the ones who recommend bail or leaner sentences and diversions, such as drug treatment programs. And, Hall added, DAs can use their philosophies to manipulate the political and legal systems. But there's one person more powerful than the DA, Hall said, and that's you, all who have the power to vote. Hall's campaign began in December and runs until the last poll closes on Election Day, November the 6th. It includes data from the 2017 survey of the ACLU of Massachusetts administered to 618 registered voters. Fewer than four of 10 people surveyed, that's 38%, did not know that district attorneys are four-year elected officials and answer only to voters. Fewer than half, that's 48%, believe the current system is working and 84% believe change is needed to abolish racial imbalance. The poll was conducted by Anderson Rogers Research of Boston. The scales of justice are heavily weighed in favor of whites, the connected, and the moneyed, Hall said, citing data that blacks and Latinos make up 20% of the state's population, yet account for more than 50% of the prison population. You have to believe in the inherent criminality in black and brown folks or you just have to believe in the inherent injustice in the system, he said, adding that many individuals charged but not convicted of a crime are behind bars because they cannot afford even a $500 bail. He referred to the Massachusetts Bail Fund, 
a program that bailed 1,000 poor individuals charged with misdemeanors or nonviolent offenses. When those cases finally had their day in court, weeks and even months after the individual arrests, more than half were dismissed. Those people who would have otherwise sat in jail, Hall said. Jailed individuals jeopardized their jobs, housing, and relationships, he said in an earlier interview. District attorneys nationwide have long been opposed to criminal law reform, he said, such as raising the minimum age a person can be tried as an adult from 18 to 19. We have to consider who we were at 18 and who we are now, he said. Advocates, including the ACLU, are working to remove antiquated and ineffective policies. In April, Governor Charlie Baker signed the criminal justice reform bill that overhauls much of the system. It expunges some criminal and young adult records, as well as adult records for convictions that are no longer crimes, such as marijuana possession. It also encourages a sliding scale for bail. Scott Furson, campaign coordinator for Middlesex County District Attorney Marion Ryan, a Democrat, said Ryan believes the what makes a DA, what a difference a DA makes campaign is great and welcomes their ideas. Ryan is the only Massachusetts DA to support the state Senate's version of the criminal justice reform bill. Ryan implemented a policy last fall to remo remove bail for low-level and misdemeanor crimes because of the potential harm caused in warehousing people who cannot afford to pay. She is one of five district attorneys that faces a challenge this year. Massachusetts has 11 DAs and all are up for re-election. And now over to my colleague, Thomas. Thank you, Bob. Stores Caught Selling Tobacco to Customers Under 21 by Joanna K. Tsuvelis. In a compliance check conducted by Belmont's Health Department on July 11th, four local stores were caught selling tobacco to persons under the legal minimum sales age of 21. They were Belmont Car Care on 27 Lexington Street, LC Variety, 326 Trapello Road, Power Plus Gas, 350 Trapello Road, and the Spirited Gourmet, 448 Common Street. The Spirited Gourmet was selling a cigar, and the other three stores were selling cigarettes. According to Belmont Health Director Wesley Chin, these were the first-time violations within a 24-month period at LC Variety, Power Plus Gas, and the Spirited Gourmet, penalized with fines of $100. It was the second violation within 24 months at Belmont Car Care, penalized with a fine of $200 and suspension of the tobacco product sales permit for seven days. However, over the last three years, Belmont Car Care has violated the town's tobacco, tobacco regulations five times. Three of these violations were committed by the same employee, according to Chin. Four of the violations were for selling to an underage individual and one violation was for selling flavored tobacco products, he said. After a public hearing on July 16th, Belmont's Board of Health unanimously approved the adoption of new regulations 
prohibiting the sale of tobacco products in Belmont at health institutions such as pharmacies. They also voted to put a cap on the number of tobacco sales permits in Belmont and limited the number of retail tobacco stores, including vape shops, to two. Currently, there are 14 businesses in Belmont with tobacco sales permits. According to Chin, the four pharmacies in Belmont, two CVS stores, Belmont Pharmacy and Star Market, do not currently sell tobacco. The new regulation will help prevent any changes in the future or any new pharmacy opening in Belmont from selling tobacco. Belmont is joining 166 other Massachusetts communities who already have this regulation. Chin said the ultimate goal is to reduce the number of permits over time as retail establishments go out of business. He said if a business which currently holds a permit is sold, and if the permit is not renewed by the new owner in 30 days, the permit will be retired permanently, reducing the total number of tobacco sales permits in Belmont. However, if a retail business is purchased by a new owner, they will have 60 days to contact the Board of Health to keep their permit active for use at their new business before they retire it from circulation. According to Chin, research suggests that adolescent tobacco use rates are correlated with tobacco retailer density. Quote, the theory goes, if there are less tobacco retailers in a community, adolescent rates of tobacco use should also be lower when compared to a comparable community with more tobacco retailers, unquote, he said in an email to the Citizen Herald. The Board of Health also voted on July 16th to place a restriction on the number of vape shops, retail tobacco stores, allowed in town so that there will never be more than two in operation at any given time. Vaping of flavored nicotine products is a growing problem among youth throughout the Commonwealth, said Chin. Quote, Currently, the Board of Health has ba banned the sale of flavored tobacco products in town. However, there is one exception, and the only place where an individual aged 21 or above can obtain a flavored tobacco or nicotine delivery product would be at an adult-only specialty store dedicating to only selling tobacco and or vaping products, he said. According to Chin, access by minors to tobacco products is a major public health problem. Nationally, in 2009, 72% of high school smokers and 66% of middle school smokers were not asked to show proof of age when purchasing tobacco products, according to Chin. Quote, the Board of Health believes by placing a restriction on the number of retail tobacco stores, which is the category under which a vape shop would fall under, kids will have less access to flavored vape products, end quote, said Chen. The new tobacco regulations will take effect August 1st, 2018. And now over to Max. Thank you, Thomas. Five things to know about BOS meeting by Joanna K. Suvalis. One, four-way stops approved for three intersections. In response to residents' concern about the safety of the intersection at Marsh and Winter Streets, and a crash history which justifies the criteria for a four-way stop, Selectman authorized the installation of a four-way stop for a period of six months at the intersection at their July 16th meeting. Community Development Director Glenn Clancy said the intersection is such a safety hazard he didn't feel it was necessary to have a public discussion. The period of six months will give residents the opportunity to come forward if they have concerns, to see how traffic is affected, and to determine if it helps improve the safety of the intersection. In a recent study of the intersection, Clancy said 
the intersection site distance was found inadequate to make a turn safely from Marsh onto Winter Street. He said the first step to making it safer is to add a four-way stop. According to Belmont Police, from 2014 to 2018, there have been 22 accidents at that intersection, including six in 2016, eight in 2017, and four to date in 2018. The selectmen also approved four-way stops to be installed at the intersections of Sherman Street and Waterhouse Road and Sherman and Dean Streets. Two, community path update. The selectmen approved the draft of a letter to be sent to the Community Preservation Committee for an off-cycle funding request by the Community Path Implementation Committee for $400,000 to design Phase 1A of the proposed route, the portion of the path which includes the underpass tunnel between Alexander and Concord Avenues. The Massachusetts Department of Transportation is considering Belmont's community path as a project to be considered for funding by the Boston Metropolitan Planning Organization uh, Transportation Improvement Program and will include it on the agenda for a project review committee meeting July 19th. The Community Preservation Committee is expected to vote on the off-cycle request at its August 8th meeting. Three, trash and recycling update. Public Works Director Jay Marcotte said of July 11th, 18,842 carts have been delivered to Belmont residents for the new trash and recycling collection program. The delivery of the carts was delayed due to the extreme heat and torrential rain earlier in the month. More than 2,000 overflow bags have been sold to date at Hollingsworth 5 and 10, also the Public Works Office and Hillside Garden True Value. Star Market will soon be selling overflow bags as well, said Marcotte. Although there is no recycling market for glass, glass containers should be rinsed clean and placed in the recycle carts, said Marcotte. Marcotte said he has received 92 applications from residents applying for a smaller 35-gallon container. To qualify, residents must be unable to wheel the household cart to the curb for collection and have no one else who can assist them, such as a spouse, live-in family member, or a personal assistant. 4. Incinerator Site Options The selectmen reviewed a matrix developed by town staff to analyze the 17 use suggestions generated from a community meeting on June 19th for the town-owned land at the former incinerator site on Concord Ave. The criteria on the matrix included if the use is year-round, generates revenue, has no maintenance cost, has no traffic impact, has no neighbor concerns, meets the climate action plan, allows public works to continue using it, has broad appeal, covers the cost of capping by the developer or town, is a municipal use, allows for an additional use in conjunction with the main use, or has a positive impact on the town's budget for construction. Based on the preliminary results, the suggestion for an anaerobic digester reached the top of the list. Next in line was solar, hockey rink, food leaf composting, transfer station, park and ride, playing fields, public works uses, bike and skate park, dog park, pet cemetery, driving range, and open space. Five, high school project debt exclusion and traffic committee. The selectmen voted in favor of the debt exclusion question to be on the ballot for the state election November 6th. The amount of the debt exclusion is not included in the question, but will become public through the campaign in support of the debt exclusion prior to the election.
Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Join two-time world marathon champion Becca Pisa <clears throat> for youth running camp. Two-time world marathon champion uh, Becca Pisa and ultra-marathon Scott DiDeo join them for the first annual kids running camp for children ages 6 to 12 to benefit neurofibromatosis northeast. The camp will be held from 9 to 11.30 a.m. August 6th through August 8th at the Belmont High School track at Harris Field. Each day will include a warm run, motivational and or educational speaker, a stretching yoga and Pilates routine led by Donna Ognabine of Body Trio in Belmont, a snack, and a workout to cap off the day. Participants will also hear about what it takes to run marathons and longer across the world. All camp proceeds will benefit Nero Fibromatosis Northeast, a local nonprofit that raises awareness about and helps combat the genetic disorder Nero Fibromatosis. See below for more on neurofibromatosis and NW Northeast. Pisa ran seven marathons on seven continents in seven days for the World Marathon Challenge and became the champion in 2016 and 2018. She is also a veteran of over 40 marathons in over 30 states. Dideo is a veteran triathlete marathoner, ultra-marathoner, and long-distance cyclist, having completed over 150 events, including 17 ultra-marathons and 100-mile runs. In the last 10 years, there is no challenge he is not up to. Dideo is also a former U.S. triathlon-certified coach and has been coaching soccer in the Belmont community over the past 10 years. In 2016, Dideo's son Nat was diagnosed with neurofibromatosis type 1, and since then he has dedicated himself to raising awareness and funds to combat the disease. Neurofibromatosis Northeast is a nonprofit 501c organization incorporated in 1988 as neurofibromatosis mass bay area by a group of people who are in some way affected by the genetic disorder known as neurofibromatosis NF. Neurofibromatosis is a genetic disorder of the nervous system that causes tumors to form on the nerves anywhere in or on the body at any time. And on to my colleague Thomas. Thank you, Bob. Council on Aging says farewell to departing assistant director by Joanna Kate Zavalis. The Belmont Council on Aging held a reception on July 13th in honor of assistant director Lillian Hartman, who is leaving her position after three years to dedicate more time to her family. The Beach Street Center lobby was wall to wall with Belmont senior citizens who came to say goodbye to Hartman. Council on Aging Director Nava Neve-Fogel said Hartman has made a tremendous impact on the Beach Street Center community and will be greatly missed. Quote, 
We know that Lil has raised the level of programming here to an amazing, amazing assortment of quality programs, diverse programs, things that I never would have imagined we could do here, we are doing here, end quote, said Nid Fogel. She described her as kind and gracious to everyone. Quote, what we like to see here is a welcoming place. Lil has helped us achieve that goal by being a truly welcoming place, she said. Hartman said she is happy to take a risk and try something new. Her first stop will be full-time mom, and she's not where she's headed after that. Quote, I will miss the Beach, Tree, Beach Street Center and Nava tremendously, but it makes most sense for me to focus on family for now, she said. Hartman's last official day as the assistant director was July 13th. And now back to Max. Thanks, Thomas. A mindful course of action. Watertown author's Zilosophy examines parallels between life and golf by Scott Sousa. Michael A. Zilgian was a successful music promoter in Los Angeles. It was theoretically quite the exciting scene for someone who grew up in Watertown, where he played basketball and football, then moved out to California to attend college. There were parties, there were stars. Life was about creating an image and pumping up that image no matter how reality-based it was or wasn't. But Zildjian increasingly found it wasn't the life for him. It could be entertaining yet shallow and not all that fulfilling. I was tired of the ego, Zildjian said. Upon accepting this realization, he had to think about what he was going to do about it. He drove to Arizona to contemplate his life and came up with a number of little philosophies about what was truly important, how to make himself a better person, and then related it to one of his passions, golf. Golf, for instance, is a game that's just you, the 1992 Watertown High graduate said. You have a stick and a ball. Although there may be wind or noises, it's about you. You have to want to get the ball where you want it to go. To me, life is the same way. It's just you. All these outside factors that we concern ourselves with really just take away from us focusing inward on the things we need to do to be our very best. The epiphany culminated in a dream that he turned into a reality, or at least came real darn close to it. I had this dream about golf, he said, that if you visualize the shot, commit to the moment of impact, then release attachment to outcome, that's probably a good routine. Then I went out and tried it a few minutes later, and I almost made a hole-in-one. It was then, about three years ago, that he decided to share his thoughts in book form. After a year of writing, he recently released Zilosophy on Golf, Observations on the Parallels Between Life and Golf. It's like a personal caddy, basically, for golf and for life, he said, from his childhood home in Watertown during a break in the book's promotional tour. As golfers and as people, we tend to get in our own way a lot. This book sort of helps guide you through ways to unravel the things that keep us from being our best. The book is broken up into 18 short chapters, each representing a hole on the golf course, that introduce a life topic with a connection to a golf anecdote or analogy. There is then a quiz on how the reader scores when dealing with that topic based on golf scores of eagle, birdie, par, bogey, and double bogey, a handful of pro tips on how to become, on how, how better to deal with that topic, and some practice drills to assist in that improvement. It's fun, he said. There's no heavy philosophy. There is philosophy, but it's light. The twelfth hole, or chapter titled Jerk, Off, 
tells the story about golfing with a friend who let frustration get the best of him on the course. He's always had a bit of an anger issue, Zildjian said. He hit a bad shot and he flipped out and whipped a club right over my head. That really made me stop and think. Earlier in my life and golf career, I'd had similar issues like that. I realized that doesn't make you play better golf. When you get frustrated and angry, it doesn't make you better at what you're doing. Each chapter takes up about 10 pages, including the drills and tips. And Zildjian said the quick read is meant to be a recurring guide that readers can go back to while on the golf course or making their way through life. Over to you, Bob. Thanks a lot, Max. National Purple Hot Day ceremony will take place on August the 7th. Belmont will hold its annual observance and recognition ceremony at the Belmont Public Library uh, at, three, at 336 Concord Avenue on Tuesday, August 7th at 10 a.m. The town of Belmont officially pro proclaimed itself a Purple Heart community on December 14, 2015 and was designated a Purple Heart community by the Military Order of the Purple Heart on uh, April the 22nd. Chartered by Congress in 1958, the Military Order of the Purple Heart is composed of military men and women who received the Purple Heart Medal for wounds suffered in combat. Although membership is restricted to the combat wounded, the organization supports all veterans and their families with nationwide programs by chapters and national service offices. And over to my colleague, Thomas. Thank you, Bob. Beacon Hill Roll Call by Bob Katzen. Beacon Hill Roll Call records senators and representatives' votes on roll calls from the week of July 9th through the 13th. Opioids, Bill H4725. The House, by a vote of 147 to 0, approved and sent to the Senate a bill aimed at combating the opioid problem in the Bay State by addressing opioid addiction, prevention, and treatment. The bill creates the Community-Based Behavioral Health Promotion and Prevention Trust Fund to support evidence-based and evidence-informed programs for children and young adults, requires providers to check the prescription monitoring program prior to issuing any prescription for benzodiazepine, prohibits discounts and rebates for prescription opiates, requires electronic prescription for all controlled substances, with a few exceptions, effective January 1, 2020, and requires facilities to accept mass health coverage on a non-discriminatory basis. Other provisions establish a statewide standing order for Narcan, expanding access to this opioid overdose reversing drug without an individual prescription, require emergency rooms to have the protocols and capacity to provide evidence-based interventions following an opiate overdose, including medication-assisted treatment, and establishes a two-year pilot program to offer medication-assisted treatment at six prisons. And now back to Max. Thank you, Thomas. Armenian dinner and music for all. 150 guests enjoyed Armenian culture with friends from all backgrounds at the Beach Street Center on June 25th for the Armenian dinner dance, sponsored by the Belmont Cultural Council and the residences at Watertown Square and organized by the Belmont Council on Aging with the Armenian Cultural and Educational Center, ACEC. Annie Catering of Belmont catered the buffet of chicken kebab, rice pilaf, salad, and pita with hummus. 
Volunteers from Beacon Community Church of Belmont helped set up, serve, and clean up. Throughout the evening, live Near Eastern music from the Ottoman Empire was played by a local Kef ensemble. Dance teacher Susan Lynn Sinanian led the line dancing. Lynn Sinanian teaches folk dance at the Beach Street Center, and all are welcome to come to her free classes Wednesday, 11.45 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Thomas and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will be on break for the next two weeks and will return on August the 14th for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont. <laughs>